Hello and welcome to the story of us. The following is a collection of short stories written by yours truly. The characters are completely fictional, but the stories are based on real life events. History, though, is just that, a collection of stories. So I welcome you to immerse yourself in these stories to learn more about the history of the United States of Latin America and more importantly of yourself I made the choice to write these stories to give you a better understanding of history to make you understand the emotions the lives of these people your people With that said, welcome to the story of us. Settled Dust April 21, 1836. The dust had settled. It was all over. Texas was finally free from the tyranny of Santa Ana. Remember the Alamo, cried the Texans. They poured by the hundreds, young men inspired to spread America's values of freedom and democracy. Many of them have heard of what happened at the Alamo and decided to join the fight. The majority of the Anglo immigrants who came from the South felt that they were doing a service to the land and the people of Texas. It was clear how the Texans felt about Texas independence. Many of them wanted to join the United States, but that would not be an easy task. Although Santa Ana had surrendered, the Mexican government did not recognize Texan independence. For one, Santa Ana did not have the right to send away Texas. Secondly, the border had been disputed. Texans claimed that the border stretched as far as Rio Grande, However, the Mexican government claimed that the border only stretched to the Nueces River. This would not be settled anytime soon. Lastly, there was also the population of people who wanted nothing to do with the Texas Republic or Mexico. They just wanted to live their daily lives. The majority of those people were Tejanos and runaway black slaves. Their fates remain unclear even after all that dust had settled. This land sure is mighty fun, I tell you what. We have been blessed to have dominion over everything and anyone that stands in our way. My grandpappy served this country well by fighting off the Redcoats and those Indians were no match for my pops. These Mexicans are no different. We are the chosen people. This is what Jacob tells the overseer, Michael at the plantation. Jacob was one of those Texans who volunteered from Tennessee to defeat the Mexican army. Couldn't have said it better myself, Jacob, says Michael. It's only natural. These Mexicans were making no use of the land. I mean, can you believe it, Jacob? They want to give these savages citizenship, and my goodness, I thought of having these 
Slaves running around free. These people were brought here to service. Ain't nothing gonna change that. The men chuckle, and Jacob replies, That's right, Michael. They're no different than the animals. But things are about to change from Texas now. We have the power now. They are not strong enough to stop us. Another man happens to overhear the conversation and approaches the man. Excuse me, gentlemen. I happen to hear what y'all were talking about. And I'm actually trying to recruit men like you to help me with the task. Jacob replies, go on. The man answers with, don't mind if I do. You see, gentlemen, the government sees eye to eye with your vision. It appears that some of the Mexicans have been harboring these runaways. And we need more slave catchers. That pays about 50 cents a day and $25 for every slave you bring back. So what your boy say? So you're telling me that we get paid for bringing back these slaves to y'all? <laughs> Ain't that something? Count us in, mister. Great! I will come back tomorrow with all the necessary tools you will need. The man rides away. Jacob looks at Michael and tells him, Looks like the man upstairs has been listening soon enough. We'll have our own plantation, Michael. Lucy, what did I tell you about rowing around by yourself now? I'm sorry, Mama. It's just that this guy looks so pretty. You know you can't be out here alone. It's not safe. Wait till your papa comes home. Marianne has never felt safe. She still has nightmares of the Austin plantation. When the fighting began, she and Juan had to pack and leave west. They now live west of the Nueces River. You do not see many Texans on that side. But Marianne worries for her daughter's safety. One night, as she attempts to sleep, tossing and turning, she finally wakes up Juan. Juan? I can't sleep. What is it, Mari? Do you remember how awful it was at the Austins? See, Mari, I remember. Juan, I still remember that night you came to the plantation and helped me escape. I still think about Papa and Mama. Crying as she continues. Sometimes I feel guilty for leaving them, Juan. Mari, ya te dije. Es lo que querían tus papás. They give you the opportunity to be free. Look at me. I left my mother. And I have never said goodbye to her. To this day, I think about her. But I know I can't ever go back. I feel scared for our daughter Juan. What have they become looking for us? Mari, nobody will find us here. Lucy will never have to experience the work we have done. Lucy's hands will not develop the calluses of our ancestors. She is different. She is special. The night you gave birth to her, I noticed the stars was bright as the day I helped you escape. And listen to me, Mari. No one will take our daughter. Those days of working for nothing are over. 
Marianne stares and smiles at Juan, while tears roll down her cheeks. Do you promise? Te lo juro, Mari. No one will take Lucy away from us. April 22, 1836. All right, gentlemen. I believe these two mighty bloodhounds and steeds should assist you. Remember, we want them alive, so only use your guns to threaten them. Once they have surrendered, make sure you shackle them together. That should prevent them from escaping if they try to be sneaky. You can count on me and Michael. Jacob and Michael relish the opportunity. When they arrived in Texas, most of the heavy fighting had taken place, and they were itching for an opportunity to capitalize. It is believed that these runaways follow the Nueces River south, or try to look for parts of the river that are easy to cross. You are sure to find someone, but I want you to take this. The man hands Jacob a slave war poster. This here is Marianne. She escaped the Austin plantation about a year ago. Her owner was infuriated when he found out his gal had run away. They suspect that one of the Mexicans helped her escape, but cannot confirm for sure. If you happen to find these two, the reward is $50. Oh, wait, 50 big ones? Now this really got interesting, says Jacob. Bring me back the gal. What about the Mexican? Do what you need to do, but bring her back alive. And don't mind if I do. May 22, 1836. On this day, Juan prepares for work. He has, like any other day. Although the thought of people coming after him has been in the back of his mind since he left the plantation. He has no idea there's an arrest warrant for his wife. He lives on the west side of Texas. He moved here with his family to escape the violence that erupted when the Angles arrived. Very few Texians live over here. Those who live on this side want to live peacefully like he does. He does not care if it is called Texas or Texas, as long as he and his family are allowed to live their lives. Mari, Lucy, ya me voy. Be safe, Juan. Lucy, come say bye to your daddy. Te quiero mucho, papi. Yo también, mija. Cuando regrese, te llevo a pasear por el cañón. ¿Qué dices? Yes, daddy. I don't know where she gets all her energy from, Mari. I love you. Juan, wait. You forgot this. Marianne gives Juan his rosary. Juan smiles, and his wife and daughter smile back at him. I'll be back, mujeres. Adios. Marianne and Lucy wave goodbye until Juan is out of sight. As Juan makes his way to work, he has no idea that two men have been watching him and his family. The men look at the reward poster and point to Marianne. Are you seeing what I'm seeing, Michael? I sure is, Jacob. Well, it's about time 
free cash and our reward. All right, Rover. Go get yourself some of that dark meat. Jacob releases his bloodhound across the river in the direction of Marianne and Lucy. As it jumps in the river, Lucy notices the dog and says, Look, Mama, it's a cute doggy swimming. Marianne sees the dog, but she reacts much differently. She has seen this before. Let's go inside, baby. But why, Mama? I want to play with the dog. I said go inside. The doggy don't want to play. Marianne grabs Lucy and takes her inside the house, hoping to evade the dog. She does not know what the men want, but they have already spotted her and Lucy. When Juan returns in the evening, he notices that the door to his home is wide open. Immediately, he knows something is wrong. When he walks in, his house is a mess. Now he definitely knows something has happened. He is afraid to go for his wife and daughter because he does not know if someone has invaded his home. For all he knows, the intruders could still be in his house. But what if they are not? And Mari and Lucy are hurt. Juan thinks to himself. He reaches for his machete and slowly makes his way to the backyard. This is when his heart sinks. Come on now. You just make your way out here, boy, and everything is going to be just fine. Let them go. Now. Nah. We can't do that. You see, you broke the law. We just returned this fine property to its master. Slavery over. Slavery over. Listen up, Greaser. We in Texas now. And in Texas, these heathens have only one purpose. Now, either you let us do this with no problems, or we'll gladly make use of this fine tree you have back here. Wife and daughter not slaves. Look, I don't care what you think she is. She is coming with us, and that is final. Now get and let us do our job. Mariana Lucy cry hysterically as they see Juan helplessly trying to help them escape. They have Marianne tied in ropes. You promised Juan. You promised they would never come back, says Marianne as tears hit the floor and kick up dust. Juan looks at Marianne with a disappointed look on his face. He then stares at Lucy and remembers a game they used to play. Cuando cuenta diez, te escondes. Voy a tapar los ojos y te vas a esconder. Está bien, papi. Juan looks at Lucy and starts counting in Spanish, both crying as he does so. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, yes. Juan launches his machete at Michael and strikes him, hitting his arm. Simultaneously, Lucy runs away from the men and attempts to hide. While all of this is happening, Juan makes an attempt to free Marianne, but Jacob orders the bloodhound to attack Juan. 
After a few minutes, all the commotion ceases. And once the dust settles, only the silhouette of Lucy can be seen running west in the direction of the sunset.